I'm Mia McCarthy, a 2022 Mariah's Challenge scholarship winner, and here's what Mariah's Challenge means to me. It means staying true to myself and not giving in to peer pressure. It means saying no to drinking in high school and never getting into a vehicle with a driver who is impaired. It means setting a positive example for the generations that follow. It means growing old and helping others do the same. I'm Mia McCarthy, and I accept Mariah's Challenge. I hope you join me and show that you too are butte tough. Today's podcast is presented by Thriftway Superstops. Stop by your neighborhood Thriftway today and find a clean, friendly, professional, and safe environment. You will never find a casino at Thriftway. Thriftway's fountain drinks also taste just like they are supposed to. That is a big deal for me, and I definitely cannot say that about other convenience stores. Download the TLC app, and every sixth fountain drink is free. You can also take advantage of big discounts on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, and fresh brewed coffee. TLC members also receive five cents off every gallon of top-tier fuel each and every day. Stop by your neighborhood Thriftway today because everybody deserves some TLC. Thriftway Superstops is a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. Now, let's get the show started. Welcome to the Buttecast with Bill Foley. It's a podcast about the greatest city in the world. You, America. Amen. Let's meet the people and characters who make Butte the richest hill on earth. Now, here's my dad, Bill Foley. We all know the route Butte native Rob Johnson took to Major League Baseball. We followed his career from the Butte Miners through college and at each stop he made in the minor leagues. We also knew when John Summers, another Butte baseball player, reached AAA in the San Francisco Giants organization. Of course, we all know the career of NFL coach and player Colt Anderson, and we celebrated when fellow Butte High Bulldog and Montana Grizzly Dylan Cook caught on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not many of us, however, know the name Ryan Hitchcock. The Butte native chased his dream to play in the NHL, and he nearly accomplished that goal. So many never heard of Ryan because, well, hockey hasn't historically been that big in Butte. Youth hockey is doing pretty well now, but it is still small compared to baseball, basketball, football, and volleyball. Also, the road to the NHL isn't quite as straightforward as the road to other professional sports. As Ryan says, you don't climb a traditional ladder in hockey. You also don't play much in places like Butte. Ryan went to high school in Canada to play hockey, and that took him to Marion University in Wisconsin. He played in the upper minor leagues before his career finally ended, thanks in large part to concussions. Today, Ryan is in Milwaukee, and he has a successful career at an investment firm. Earlier this week, I caught up with Ryan for a fun conversation over the phone. I knew Ryan as a young boy because I have known his father, Mike, for years. Mike is a great handball player and a pretty great guy, too. But this was the first time I had a chance to really talk to Ryan. Boy, it was fun. And it was interesting. I think I came away with a little bit better knowledge about hockey. Hopefully, you do too. So, put your hands together for one of the best Butte athletes you just might not have heard of. Ryan Hitchcock. So, Ryan, before we uh, 
as we get started here, I should pre- preface this whole thing with is uh, I know about as much about hockey as my mom does about football. Uh, <laughs> you know, I know like I know Lemieux, Gretzky, and you know, thanks to me listening to ESPN Chicago for Bears talk, I oh, I know that go. I know that kid uh, was a Connor uh, Bedard. You know, yep, exactly. you know the phenom kids. Yeah. So, but other than that, you know, I, I think I've watched one full. NHL game in my life that was in 94 when the Rangers clinched I don't know if it was game seven or there's their clinch I think it was game seven. Oh man I can't remember they so, clinched it okay yeah you, you're good with stats I, I'm bad with stats but yeah. <laughs> uh, uh have you never have you never been to an NHL game in person I've never been to an NHL game I've been to oh, man. I've been to lots of uh for taking pictures when I worked for Butte Sports I've been in a lot of the yeah. Butte Cobras games yeah you know and some of the youth stuff but really you know I couldn't I don't know enough. Like I've been to a lot of volleyball matches too, you know, yeah. with part of the job. But I couldn't, I couldn't tell you a bad call unless it like obviously landed three feet out of bounds and they called it in. <laughs> but most of the stuff they're calling, I don't know what's going on. But yeah. I, uh, <laughs> so just well, you so should, you know, you should. No, that's all good. That's all good. Um, we'll we'll talk a little hockey today, I'm sure. But I, I highly recommend you know if you're if you're ever um in somewhere where there's an hl game go check it out in person it is definitely one of the cooler sporting events um to see live especially yeah that's what i was hoping especially now like oh i was just gonna say especially now like vegas and all these (laughs) you know bigger venues they're making quite a show of it um you know almost like a literal las vegas show before a hockey game going on it's pretty cool yeah i figure i should be able to get good tickets to a hockey game in vegas because i have the same name as the owner of the team that's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I did put that together. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you can get in the box up there with them. Yeah. I'm the Bill Foley of, who, if I owned land, I'd let you hunt on it. So I'm different than, different <laughs> yeah. than that, 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 the rich Bill Foley over who owns I, the golf course and stuff. That's right. He does own a lot of land out there, doesn't he? Yeah. So, 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 so you're out in Wisconsin? Or yep, no, yep, yeah. I live in yeah Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So I've been out here. Um, for quite a while now, she's getting old, but, but, uh, but yeah, I played, played, uh, you know, college hockey out in Wisconsin, just kind of North of, um, Milwaukee here in a yeah. town called Fond du Lac. And so, um, you know, it's a great area. I, I kind of say it's similar people to like few people. They, they love their sports, you know, football and, um, their beer and cheese, you know, so pretty, <laughs> pretty relatable to Montana people. Right. Yeah. So, well, one big um, difference is we don't put cheese on our heads in Montana. Yep, they love that cheese heads. It's like a religion out here. You you, you don't have one of them, do you? No, no, but you know, there's a lot of Montana Packer fans. So yeah, they, you know, so um, so just by default, though, I definitely kind of kind of follow the Packers for sure. Yeah, you you live in the area; it's hard not to. Yeah, you're a Boston fan, or what's your NFL team? I'm a Bears fan, as far as football. Oh, yeah, right. I'm oh, cursed. Okay. Yeah, that's what oh, I yeah. compare it Sorry, to. Man. I compare it to being Charlie Brown trying to kick the football and Lucy keep pulling it out from under us every that, oh, all the every it's, time. It's constant. That is a tough, tough team to follow. Yeah, it's been oh. it's been a rough uh, thirty five or so years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just a little bit. And I'm I'm a diehard too. I watch every single week. I get that Sunday ticket every oh, year, man. and I watch no matter what. Yeah. And I just can't not watch. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's just the longing for. The good times of 1985 when I was 11 years old, watching the games, me and my dad being so happy together. You know, yeah, I think that's that must be what it is. Just chasing that feeling for the rest of your life. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. get it. Well, 
we here in Wisconsin like to see it, unfortunately. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you don't have a whole lot of sympathy. But at least I'm a Red Sox fan, so I got a few titles to watch over. Yeah, the years. yeah, that's that's been good over the years for sure. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, are that's cool. Do you still play any hockey at all? Do you pay, pick up games or? Any yeah, of that? yeah. So there's a lot of good, um, you know, kind of men's leagues around here. Still, or beer leagues, we call them. A lot of guys like myself mm-hmm. that have you know played some college, some minor league. I stick around. So I, I still find myself, you know, starting about now yeah. um, into the winter, a couple, couple days a week in, into some teams. So it's, it's good camaraderie. You know, they're all my best friends still, um, all the hockey guys. So, um, you know, that's part of it too, just getting together with some good people. Yeah. It's probably pretty good to, to, way to stay in shape too, playing a couple of games of hockey. Oh, for every week. definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, that's definitely it for sure. Yeah. So, of course, that's yeah. that's not why you got into hockey. I mean, of course, when you started playing hockey, you were last thing you were worried about was being in shape, you know, being a little kid. Because how old were you when you started playing? So, jeez, uh, I think I started playing in second grade. So, you know, it wasn't a very popular thing to do. I know as a central kid, um, you know, we were all basketball and football. And yeah. a group of us just started to play hockey. And I think, uh, you know, I, like, some of my friends like Sean Peterson and Brant Bristol, who you, you probably know. Yeah. Um, there's a group of us like Ryan Dennehy. We, we, we just started playing hockey. And um, I think we we're a little rare in that, that our grade just had a lot of hockey players and, and we, you know, a good amount of us continued on and um, playing throughout, uh, you know, growing up. Um, so yeah, second grade all the way till, you know, still living the dream trying to play uh, men's league right now. Yeah. That's it's lifelong sport. Who would have thought, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And hockey was, when I was a kid, you know, we, speed skating was big in Butte. It wasn't big sure. for me. My mom used to drag me kicking and screaming to practice before she finally let me quit in fourth grade. But my brother was really good speed skater. And, uh, there, there was hockey would practice sometimes after us, but there wasn't very many people. And I didn't know any of the kids that played hockey. I didn't know none of my friends played. And it seems like that would have been, you know, cause I learned how to skate at a young age cause I had to. You know, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't really fast, but I, I think if, as a kid, I would have loved to have been out there and just to be the goon, if nothing else. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how, what, what <laughs> yeah, level the goon comes into outlet. play, but I would have loved to have been the goon. Yeah. Well, it's just a good, good outlet for, um, you know, for that type of stuff, I guess you could say, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, it does have a pretty big history in hockey. I think if you look back in the olden days, you know, you go through the KC, there's some cool pictures of yeah. some hockey teams. So, yeah, it is interesting. It didn't stick as much. I mean, you know, I think it's still having a little bit of a renaissance in Butte there from what yeah, I'm hearing. Yeah, it seems like it's great. pretty big right now. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know if you know, so like, you know, kind of the, the, the quick version of uh, how we kept playing and that. But, like, I – you know, played in Butte, so the Butte Blues, fantastic organization, um, you know, growing up and did like the Team Montana stuff, they call yeah. it, which is just some uh, local or uh, Montana kids that go and play some, you know, more national tournaments. Um, but then I actually left Butte uh, and went to my sophomore year. And so at age 15, went up to Canada to a, to a school called, uh, actually called Notre Dame. Uh, it's called the Athol Murray College of Notre Dame in Canada. They call them colleges for high school, so it gets a little confusing. But yeah. it was a uh, was a boarding hockey school, so I'm not sure if you if you knew I did that. At yeah, all. I remember but, when uh, you were up there. Okay, yeah, and and 
you know, it was a great experience. And, and uh, what's funny about hockey, I'd say, you know, like you're saying, not a hockey guy, which is great. There's, it's, there's a lot of us out there. Um, but it, like when you're, when I talk to people about hockey that don't aren't in it as much, it's, it's, it's a different sport to explain because like the path or like the path that you're trying to climb the ranks in hockey isn't like a clear set path. It's like, yeah. you know, a bunch of different ones that you can take, you know, it's, there's a lot of big steps you can take. Um, there's these things called juniors that nobody understands. Um, and that's before college, but they play in big arenas and all this, um, you know, and then sometimes there's like cross steps or lateral steps you play between different leagues. And um, sometimes people even go backwards. So it's, it's not like your normal, um, this step, then this step, then this step. Like if you're to literally climb a ladder, like you're pitching a ladder, it's, it's not really like that. It's kind of related to if you're going to climb a mountain and you're you're looking at the trail map, there's a lot of switchbacks. And sometimes, yeah. you know, those switchbacks <laughs> might even go down a little bit. But, um, and that's been a lot of my, my past. You know, I never really, in my family, you know, we didn't play hockey. We didn't know which direction to go. And, um, you know, but I, but I just had a real big passion for the game and kept on playing and, and all that. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, wherever. When you, uh, when you play hockey though, you're, you got to have probably, it's probably more true in, in every sport now with every, you know, there's travels. When I was a kid, we didn't have travel sports or anything, you know, but in hockey, you got to have parents who are really dedicated because, like travel baseball is great. You get to go play tournaments, you know, in June and July and it's nice weather and stuff. But, you know, on top of the expense of the expense of the equipment for hockey, but you got parents who are driving you to like Sydney, Montana in January for a tournament. I mean, you have to have some pretty dedicated parents to really take off in, in a hockey career. Yeah, yeah, I think for sure. Uh, hands down, I always give my parents so much credit that they let me, you know, follow that that path and dream um you know I, I, yeah it is and people say that a lot but it's just like any other sport and that if if my, the way my parents always kind of said it is you know looking back not that i knew it at the time but you know if i i keep saying passion if i, I had a passion for it so they wanted to keep that fire burning it and that's with any sport these days yeah. i mean in montana you have to drive anywhere um to, you know to yeah to you might you might drive like, like from um, butte to seattle and still be in montana certain directions yeah right? Exactly. Exactly. But, uh, but no, it's, um, it's, it's definitely a blessing to, to, you know, to have that support system and, um, you know, kind of like off that, like I would say, you know, like what's your, you know, you, with your podcast here, it's, it's really cool to listen to a bunch of, you know, beautiful, cool stories. And, and I think thinking about coming into this podcast, it's like, you know, a lot of my path took me out of Butte, um, you know, so I, I left at 15. I did come back and played some juniors, but, you know, my career in hockey, quote-unquote career, spanned about, I think, if I counted them all up, like 10 different cities that I played in. Really? Um, so I played, you know, on Junior A down in Wichita Falls, Texas, and played in uh, L.A. for a AAA midget team, and uh, obviously up in Canada, and then in Wisconsin, and, um, you know, a few minor league teams. So I played uh, – Kind of where I ended up was uh, Cincinnati Cyclones, which is part of it's like baseball in minor leagues, very similar. So you have Triple A, Double A, and Single A. Uh-huh. Where so Triple uh, A is your highest level, and that's your feeder into the NHL team. And so I started out with the Cincinnati 
um, team, which is uh, the double A organization, uh, basically like a free agent, you, you could call it for uh, Florida Panthers and National Predators. So they, you know, these double A teams are kind of affiliated both ways. Um, and then I played in the, uh, like a single A down in Knoxville and in Huntsville, Alabama. And actually, I think I played in New York as well. So unfortunately, I had a little bit of um, injuries in the minor leagues, but, but, uh, my point is I played in a lot of different cities, but um, I would say that, you know, it's kind of that saying is you can take a kid out of Butte, but you can't take the Butte out of a kid. Yeah. I think um, I carried that throughout my playing career is, is I was seen as the oddball, I guess you could call it of, you know, in the hockey world of, oh, you're from Montana. There's no one plays so hockey up there. And so like I had to be, you know, a little tough skin or, um, you know, show myself or prove myself a little bit more all along, just kind of by having that. And I think, you know, I think that's says a lot about the Butte world, right? Everyone, yeah, everyone knows Butte, Butte people are, are tough or whatever we, we say, but um, I, I'd probably say Butte, Butte people are, you know, ment- mentally tough. Butte's been a lot through a lot. And I, I think, you know, that taught me a lot. Like, it's like you were saying, you have great parent, like great family and support system. And Butte was a part of that. Um, so I was never the the best player, the the most skilled player, but um, for sure was going to be one of the hardest working players that was out there, and um, you know was never going to quit type of thing. And I, I for sure got that from Butte. So yeah. what, you know that's that's something I still think about. Nice. What position did you play? Um, I played I played both uh, forward we call it and uh, the defense. So but kind of starting mostly in college and, and through minors I was a defenseman. Hey everyone, John Wick here. You might recognize this buttery smooth voice from the episode 81 of the Buttecast. Along with my wife, Cassie, I want to take a second and thank everyone for supporting 5518 Designs, our store at 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte. For seven years now, we have made it our goal to celebrate who we are and what we enjoy about living in Butte and in Montana. At 5518, you'll find the latest in-house designed apparel and gifts that do just that. And they're all produced locally and finished in store. We also carry a wide variety of outdoor essentials from trusted brands like Chaco, Kavu, and Dekine. I invite you to stop in the next time you're shopping, eating, or even playing in historic Uptown Butte. 5518 Designs, 27 North Main Street in Uptown Butte, and online at shop5518.com. Are you looking for a place to host a special event or a party, or just looking for a drink served by the best mixologist in town? Look no further than 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino. Take a step back in time and enjoy some of our signature cocktails such as an old-fashioned or a pink mate. Stop in for happy hour Monday through Thursday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. and 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Friday and Saturday for $2 cans of your favorite beer or two for five seltzers or oil mixers. Or try one of our tap beers for just $5 along with weekly specialty cocktails. Located underneath the Miners Hotel, where Butte locals receive a 20% discount on rooms, 51 Below has live music every Friday night. So stop by 51 Below Speakeasy and Casino for a good time with good friends and great drinks. And don't forget to dial 5. You want to watch your favorite football team on Sunday, but it isn't on TV? No problem. Go to Metal Sports Bar and Grill and check out all the games. In addition to a full-service bar and a menu full of terrific entrees cooked to perfection, Metals also has the Sunday ticket. Kick back with some raised fingers, the best pizza in town, and a refreshing drink as you root on your team on one of 31 big screen TVs at Metals. Don't miss a moment of your favorite team with Metals Sports Bar and Grill, where the food is the star. 
Metals is open at 11 a.m. every Sunday during football season. There's no story so good that a drink from Park Street Liquors won't make it better. From the finest whiskeys and regional spirits to the latest RTDs and select wines, Park Street Liquors has all the ingredients to make your parties and stories legendary. Park Street Liquors can also assist with your corporate event or wedding by helping create and plan your wine and spirits menus. You name it and Park Street Liquors has it. Stop by and see Tom and the crew at 133 West Park Street or call 406-782-6278. Make your stories legendary. Were you a fighter? No, not not really. Because I, mean, I can't. It, I, it, judging it, by your dad, I can't imagine your dad ever being in a fight whatsoever. So I. <laughs> well, we, yeah, I mean, we've been. I've been in through. Uh, you know, you have some scraps here and there, and, and there's a certain art to it where it's not like you're. It doesn't. You know, might look a little bad on TV or if you're watching in person, but there's kind of an art to it where you tie up and you're really not landing a bunch of punches or anything. But yeah. Um, but that's kind of coming out of the game. It's not that it's a bad part of the game, I'd say, but it, it's definitely getting worked out. I mean, uh, the players these days, especially in the higher levels, are, are so skilled and, um, you know, the, the speed and size of them too is, is just amazing. Yeah, it's not like the Hanson brothers putting on the foil anymore, right? Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> You've probably yeah, seen all the hockey movies, though, when you're on those buses and stuff. Yeah. You've seen probably yeah, Youngblood yeah. and... Of course, oh, gosh, of course, yeah, uh, yeah. slap shot. Yeah, well, and that, unfortunately, that was kind of one of the things that um, kind of I, I got a concussion when I was playing in the minor leagues, and and I I was uh, in a in a just a little scrap you could call it, and um, not that the guy meant to do it, but you know you're kind of tied up wrestling around a little bit, and he he head butted me and oh. and gave me a pretty good concussion, and so it was from there that I I wasn't really able to kind of recover back from. Um, and actually had another concussion kind of not too long after that in a different from an, on a different team. So, um, but anyways, I mean, it, it was, it was a, it was a lifelong goal to, to try to get to being paid to play hockey in the, you know, even though I didn't get the big fancy um, NHL contracts or anything like that. I mean, it, it, I still look back as a pretty good accomplishment and um, to get there and, you know, learned a lot of yeah, lessons sure. that I take with me today from it. We're, so how close so, do you think you would would you say you were to be in in the NHL? Where uh, I mean, uh, obviously you played you played a pretty high level, I, but I, so like I was saying, just like baseball, yeah. um, you know, I was at, at the AA and would have had to make one more jump to AAA, and then from AAA up to to the yeah. NHL. So um, you know, I, being myself, I that is a very slim slim margin um, that probably that would have happened. It's not like at that time in my life, I was really looking to do do that. I, I think for sure I want you know, I know you always have that dream you wanted yeah. to, but um, but you know I, I understood that if that wasn't ever going to be the case, I'm still you know going to pursue it as high as I could. Yeah, I remember when we had the that Butte Daredevils team. I don't know if you were in town then when we had the the CBA basketball team. Oh, I. I Yes, I do remember yeah. that. A so bit. we had them and watching those guys play, there is no way ninety nine percent of the observers could tell the difference between that talent level, that quality of basketball and the NBA. I mean, it's so close. You know, 
the scouts could oh, tell you, sure. you know, and maybe, maybe they didn't, yeah, you know, the NBA guys don't miss as many open shots. You know, they, they don't miss any open shots probably, but you know, it's yeah. probably the same, probably the same way though. If you get somebody who's watching a double A, triple A hockey game, watching NHL, is there going to have a hard time really dis- distinguishing the difference? I mean, you're just, it's that probably that close in talent level. Yeah, I would yeah, assume. It, it definitely gets to that point as I'm, sure in any, any sport it's just you know the little games of inches here and there at those levels so yeah um yeah yeah it was it was pretty pretty fun um but yeah it was tough coming off of uh you know some injuries just getting in there and um, basically a year in the minors where i had uh like in my college career i i think i even like uh, held the record for our uh, for our school for like most games played like 110 games and uh, um, for our school played which you know I was blessed without any injuries for the most yeah. part and uh, was able to get through so um, kind of funny how things work from there but yeah you're um, you're, you're only durable until you're not right <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it yeah, yeah exactly yeah because so. you never and those concussions you know i had a i had a pike wreck a couple years ago and and uh i thought i might have had concussions before but that one was a real concussion where you know i couldn't watch tv yep i couldn't yeah, uh yeah I, I would try you know and i still was working for butte sports i would try to go put a box score for butte miners on on my website and, and write a story and I can only do it like five minutes at a time and I'd have to lay down for a half hour each time. It yeah, was just it's, it's so crazy, brutal. Right? Yeah. For like a couple like weeks. Yeah. Fog or something. Yeah, yeah. It was just miserable. And I feel so bad yeah. for people who have concussions. And then of course, then when you have concussions, you don't look like there's anything wrong with you to somebody, you know, you look like you're fine. Yeah. You can walk around and uh, people don't understand as an athlete. Why isn't he out on the ice? You know, Exactly. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, that's how you feeling now after that. How am I feeling? Yeah. 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 I'm fine now. I, luckily I don't do yeah. a whole lot. Uh, when I ride my bike now, I go really slow down hills and just work on the uphill for the workout. <laughs> I don't, I don't hit that's those, good. uh, I, I wreck behind Montana tech where they have banked corners behind for the skill park. Oh, sure. And I have no business okay. being on that skill park. You know, I just, I bought the mountain bike and, april and then i wrecked it in july so i wasn't you know and i knew how to ride a bike as a kid but there was you know from 12 to 12 to 47 (laughs) there was a big gap in my bike riding time (laughs) that is funny yeah but i I thought i could pull it off and i went around the corner a little i didn't think i was going too fast but it was too fast for me and i went down and broke had a displaced fracture of my seventh rib and on the backside too so it was it was miserable but uh that's why I like my Nordic track bike a little better. I can ride as fast as yeah. I want on the trails and I never fall off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get the simulated version of it. Yeah. So, yeah. But. And how about you? Is your health good now that those concussions yeah, is an yeah. issue? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, I actually have um, Dr. Serini. I, I went back and saw him after a couple um, of those concussions lately and he helped me through that. So, you know, I was blessed again to yeah. have great support. Back there, home. there was no one better than um, Dr. Pete, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So he, uh, he was great to have in your corner for, for that, but you know, he helped you help me kind of see like, you know, here's your pros and cons. If you keep playing or, um, you know, the more you, concussions you have, the more you're going to keep having and, uh, you know, you want to have a life afterwards. So, so yeah, I feel, I feel great now. I was happy with the decision to, to stop playing at that time. 
Um, but because uh, you know all your health is is just finite, you know, or fickle, right? You never, yeah. you don't want to mess with that too much. Yeah, you hate to see that. Some of those football players, like Jim McMahon, you know, one of my heroes. You know, he says he goes into a room and then he wonders why the heck he went into that room. You know, oh, you know, some yeah. of those guys you just feel feel bad for. But nowadays it's nice to see that they're taking that action, you know, where like even uh, yeah. even oh. some of the hard nosed coaches are are coming along with the concussion protocol and and uh, taking the kids along slowly. NFL's really of course the NFL's ridiculous where you see, you know, I think Brock Purdy had a concussion on on su- Sunday, and then by Thursday he cleared concussion protocol. And I talked to oh, Doctor DeJoven enough to realize that that's not possible. <laughs> 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 takes he says it takes at least yeah, three something, weeks. Something funny going on there, right? But but they make it look like it's it's all good. Yeah, yeah. but well, no, I, I, for sure there's a lot. I mean, even from the time you know, you know, a couple of years ago um, to now, it's just the awareness on concussions is is so much better. Yeah. Now, how old were you when you realized, man, I'm pretty good at this hockey game. I want to chase this dream. <laughs> um, I think it was around, you know, there was this probably like my eighth grade or freshman year was where I was, um, I went to what's called the U.S. National Development Program. Um, they had like these camps where um, some of the better players from the area would, you know, like the, the upper Midwest or the, you know, the Western region would go to these, kind of create teams and then go play nationally against, you know, the other four or five, six, seven teams from the United States. And um, so it's, it's just from there, I, I don't know, maybe from there is where I really said, hey, I want to pursue this more. And that was what I think led my decision to like go up to Canada for high school and, um, you know, kind of kick it in to gear more from there. But, you know, I, I guess I never really looked at it like that, though. I, I just loved being on the ice. That's, yeah. how, that's what I wanted to always do. It's just I, I just wanted to play. And then I'm still like, God, what's funny? It's like once you get on that ice, you know, all your other life issues going on kind of fade away. And I'm sure it's like that with any other sport. But, um, you know, one, it's definitely like that with hockey. And, and you can kind of look back at any age and, and know that feeling. Shop where the champions shop. Dig City Supply is now the official online retailer of Montana Tech Athletics, and you're home to everything or diggers. But that's just where we start. We've got Uptown's largest selection of Butte High and Butte Central apparel, as well as all the area elementary schools. And while you're in, be sure to check out our special line of gear that we call the Butte Icon Collection. We've partnered with some cherished Butte businesses and organizations to create some fun, nostalgic designs, celebrating all the awesomeness that we have right here in town. Wear your pride from Dig City Supply, the official online retailer of Montana Tech Athletics. Uptown Butte at 43 West Park Street and online at digcitysupply.com. Lone Peak Physical Therapy is your premier privately owned physical therapy, occupational therapy, certified hand therapy, pelvic health, and personal training facility located right here in beautiful Butte, Montana. With over 21 years of experience, our team here at Lone Peak is hyper-focused on you, your goals, and finding a way to help you get better faster. We provide one-on-one care with the highest quality specialized services. Are you tired of dealing with your low back pain, arthritis, carpal tunnel, neck pain, headaches, and shoulder pain? Did you just have a recent surgery? Do you struggle with feeling off balance or do you get dizzy during your day? How about a custom splint built for your hand and wrist? Did you recently have a baby and now your body feels tremendously foreign to you? 
look no further. We are here for you and ready to help you move better and feel better every step of the way. You do not need a doctor's referral to come in and see us. We accept health insurance and also offer comprehensive self-pay options. Don't settle for mediocre health care. Your journey to living better and getting back to doing what you love can start today. Give us a call at 406-494-7050 or visit our website at LonePeakPT.com to speak to an expert now. Lockmer Plumbing is more than Butte's complete union plumbing shop. Whether it is sponsoring Little League Baseball, High School Athletics, Montana Tech, Youth Racing, 4-H, Mining City Christmas, Action Inc.'s Homeless Solution Program, Head Start, or Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Butte, Lockmer Plumbing is always looking out for the people of the mining city. Owned and operated by Troy and Amy Lockmer since 2002, Lockmer Plumbing can handle all your residential, commercial, and industrial plumbing needs as well as making repairs and installations on all plumbing and boiler systems. In the heart of Uptown Butte, Lockmer Plumbing can also assist on new construction and planning for your new home or development. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerPlumbing.com today. Lockmer Plumbing has your pipes covered and so much more. Oh look, there's another one. Your favorite tavern, neighborhood gas station, and video stores have all been turned into the same thing, a casino. At Crazy Carol's, we've been doing things the right way for more than three decades. So let me introduce myself. I'm Deb Dinius, the manager of Crazy Carol's Casino Meal Bar, where you'll always find fun in motion and service that sets us apart. Take a trip off the beaten path. Come on over to the hood. We're located on the corner of Walnut and Hayes, where you'll find the big red barn just off the shores of beautiful Lake Berkeley. And don't forget, Bucko the Horse is available for photos. At Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill Bar, we're still so grievous after all these years. Thank you, Butte. Everybody knows the place to go. Crazy Carol's Casino and Mill Bar. You already know about the Knights of Columbus Athletic Club, which is the best workout bargain in town. But did you know the KC also is home to JoyFit 406? JoyFit 406 is Butte's only boutique fitness studio offering indoor cycling as well as a rich variety of other fitness classes from dance fitness and bar to Pilates, strength and conditioning, and flow. Regardless of your fitness level, JoyFit 406 fosters a spirit of inclusion and community. At JoyFit 406, they believe in more than just fitness. They believe in building connections and friendship that last a lifetime. Join their vibrant community today where health, happiness, and camaraderie come together in perfect harmony. Your journey to a stronger, more joyful you starts at JoyFit 406. To book a class or to get more information, visit JoyFit406.com, like JoyFit406 on social media, and download the JoyFit406 app. Also, don't forget to book the renovated Knights of Columbus Hall for your party or reception today. The Knights of Columbus is a proud sponsor of the Buttecast. At 15, I, I went to, when I went to college, I went to University of Montana and I was homesick for the first year or so. You know, I'd call home. My mom would, of course, it was before cell phones and my mom, it was 10 cents a minute we had a plan. And I'd call home on Wednesdays and my mom had me off the phone within probably three minutes. But I was, I was homesick <laughs> a lot. I, uh, going at, at, that, at the age of 15, going up to high school, be away from your family, had to be kind of tough. Yeah, it, it was. It, I mean, it was an adjustment, um, but I was around all these, it was mainly guys, there, there, there was girls there too, um, which, you know, it was this big male dorm that you lived in. I had five guys, I think, in uh, one room, probably the size of a, gosh, looking back, I think it was probably, you know, 20 by 
20 by 30 room, maybe not even that big, but really? you know, five of us jammed in there, but we're, but we're all hockey players. I think they had, you know, of the, you know, couple hundred kids that go to this school, probably like 25 hockey teams that were, you know, some of the best um, teams of their age groups. So, you know, you're just going to school, um, talking, it's all hockey, your coaches are your, or your hockey coaches are your teachers and vice versa. And, um, everything's geared around hockey. So I was definitely in my elements. Granted, it was freezing cold. They, you know, you're in the middle of Saskatchewan, Canada, where they say, uh, you know, so flat and cold, you can watch if your dog ran away, you can watch him run away for a week. <laughs> and the snow is blowing at you from every direction. Um, so that was interesting. But, um, but you know, it, it was the time of my life at the time. Yeah. So I think it was tougher on my mom and mom and dad. Like they tell me stories now, like uh, it's saying there was no cell phones. So they'd call back on pay, not pagers, but uh, um, pay phones, excuse me. Yeah. And my mom would always like be around dinner time. and like, what are you guys making for dinner? And she'd be like, oh, we're just making this like chicken corn chowder or something, which she knew I hated. I hated <laughs> that meal. And she, she would tell me that every time and I never caught on. So like, <laughs> she, she wanted to you know make sure I didn't feel bad or feel more hopes. That's I awesome. Some good meal. So it was kind of funny to, to learn that years later. And, and I still never knew that until she told me. That's funny. But, the the yeah. little things moms will do for their boys, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, did you? Uh, so your your teachers were your hockey coaches. So when they're doing math, were they associating it with the the hockey rink uh, dimensions and all these different angles for oh, for geometry for sure. or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, there's actually a cool picture. Maybe I'll try to send it to you of my class. And I think I happened to miss that day. I think we might have been gone, but it's like in ESPN magazine where all of us are in our um, in our hockey gear, sitting in the desks in school, <laughs> being taught. It's a pretty cool picture. Nice. Or I know we ha- have it at home. I'll have to share it with you. But, and, uh, but yeah, everything was hockey. Yeah, one thing I do know about hockey, though, is uh, it's a sweater, not a jersey. Yeah, you put on your sweater. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah, yeah which is funny because Pat Ryan. I don't know if you know Pat Ryan. He's uh, he, yeah. You know, he, you know, he knows your dad pretty well too. You know, he's a handball player. Yep. yep. And, uh, oh, for sure. but he oh, used to always just it. hammer me on that. You know, it's a sweater. It's not a Jersey. It's a sweater. Cause he always was wearing a hockey sweater. sweater. So we go okay. into Maloney's one night and, uh, he's wearing a team USA hockey sweater and the, the coach for the, I think it was still the Butte Irish. It might've been the, it was a rough riders then the Butte rough riders okay. head coach was there to him and looks at, and he's got hockey hair and everything just looks like a hockey coach, you know? Oh, yeah. And he says yeah, the PR cool. nice. He says nice jersey. Then PR just looked right at me, and we we laughed like crazy because. Uh, yeah. That's, uh, are you sure about that sweater tech terminology? But I looked into it more. And, yeah. And PR it's, was right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's uh. There's a couple of those terms that depending on where you're from or or that people are yeah. very specific on that sweater jersey. There, there's uh. You know, some people call them hockey pants. Some people call them breezers, and it's very divided in the hockey world, yeah. depending on where you're from. So, you know, if you're in those certain areas where they call it one or the other, you definitely, you know, better watch what you say. Yeah. Well, and uh, I notice hockey fans too. Uh, not necessarily hockey players, but hockey fans like Paul Panisco is a good friend of mine. We used to work on the radio together in the mornings, and he's a big uh, Pittsburgh Penguins fan. And and I used to tease him every okay. time they lose. I, you know, I always say I'm a, a Bruins fan just because I'm a Celtics fan and a Red Sox fan. So I say I'm a Bruins fan, and uh, I would I learned a term. It's one of my favorite terms in sports, but 
when the Bruins won it all, I kept saying, oh yeah, Tim Thomas is standing on his head in there, you know? And uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's one of the great terms talking to the goalie standing on his head. Standing, standing, standing on his head. Yep. They still say that. <laughs> yeah. That, that beats you know? any saying I've heard in baseball or football or basketball. The, for sure. Oh, that, that is funny to hear you say. Yeah. It's just like a normal, normal term, but yeah, he stood on his head. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but if you think about, I mean, the goal, goalies, and we always give goalies crap in our, in the hockey world, just cause they're always a little different too. Um, You'd have to be right. Goalie, yeah. Just to, you know, take, you know, 80 to 90 mile an hour pucks at your face all day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're flipping around and they're very agile do, doing splits and, you know, crazy glove saves. So yeah, they sometimes are on their heads, kicking their legs up, making saves. So, yeah, um, must be where the term came from. I don't even know, but it is funny. <laughs> did Did you develop an accent when you were in Canada? Would you say what What you talking think, about? I I yeah. I mean, you maybe even know notice now. I think I had a very strange, probably accent. It might even change yeah. depending on who I'm talking. Well, Wisconsin's kind of like people, a, a Canadian accent too, isn't it? Yeah, in a way. I mean, it's very Wisconsin-ish. So I quite, I haven't quite gone over the road on that part yet. <laughs> I refuse to. But, um, but yeah, you know, uh, you know, Wisconsin, and then Butte has its own accent, and then Canada, and and all my, you know, all my college buddies that we played, you know, in, in Wisconsin here, are all Canadian guys. So it's like I'm I'm around Canadian guys, and um, you know, for a good part of my life. So. Um, so I have this really weird mixture of, of probably an accent. So I don't know, maybe you tell me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does. I had a roommate in college tell me that I sound like I was from Canada, the Butte accent. But when I went yeah. out, I lived with another roommate. We, I lived out in Boston for a while. And by the time I came back, you know, we weren't going out to have a couple of beers. We were going out for some beers, you know. Some beers. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. uh, yeah. It, and it does, it, it, it wears, it wears, yeah. and it, it does, you see that you've seen people move to Ireland and they come back and they're talking like they're from Ireland, you know. But oh yeah. yeah. It just it, it just you probably it just subconsciously happens. Yeah, yeah. I do love coming back to Butte though here and you know, Butte does for sure have a specific accent yeah. that, you know, just some ways of saying things that, you know, you definitely pick up on when you're away for a little while and come back, it's great to hear. So yeah. not that I can pick out any <laughs> right now, but when you're in Butte you know it, yeah. right? Yeah. Do you get to come back very often? So. Um, not as much as I'd like, you know, a couple times a year at the most, I have a couple little kids now, so it's a little hard to travel, um, with them still. And it's still tough. It's for some reason, it's just tough to get out, um, West from, from, you know, the Milwaukee area. Yeah. Uh, so, so a long flight. It's a big state, Montana, getting across it. Yeah. It's a long drive. Do your parents get out to see you and the, and the grandkids there, their grandkids? Yeah, yeah, they do. Same. They try to get out as much as they can. They're actually just here recently, uh, last weekend. So, yeah. so it's good to see them. We try, try to see them as much as possible. Yeah, I ran into your dad. I was uh, shopping for brooms. You know, I, I was driving oh, okay. and I broke a broom just to sweep my car off and, you know, the big push broom and to sweep the sidewalks a little yeah. bit. And uh, I was going to go to the True Value Hardware. I drive pulling in there, the parking lot, you know. Then I just caught out of the corner of my eye and I said, yeah, broom and brush. Why would I go anywhere other than a place that says broom in the, <laughs> so, uh, in the you know, it's like, you know, I in always said that if you, that. you're at Bob's Burgers, you eat a burger, not a, you know, not the chicken, you know, yeah, so that if yeah, it's in exactly. the name. So I go in there and I'm just looking and there's some options for brooms and I kind of figure what I got. And then all of a sudden the expert broom salesman guy comes out. And uh, boy, uh, he he knows his brooms. He's he's got this he, for this, and I couldn't believe. I mean, I should have known it because I know your dad's been involved with Montana Broom and Brush for his entire career. Oh, but uh, yeah. he he uh, 
he gave me more options than I I, I could have could have thought of. You know, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I just wanted to brew them. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't Always know I had to look into it. Variables I, thought, I gotta look into. Yeah, I thought it was just the size. You know, there's a big brew. Yeah, no, this one's for snow. This one's for your car. This one kind of might work both of them. So I I went the no, middle of the road brew. All right, all right. Well, I'm sure he hooked you up. Yeah, so you no, it's a good brew. It's a great, it's a great That's brew, good. and it wasn't as I was expecting to spend like forty bucks, and was only eighteen bucks. So, uh, oh, nice. Well, so, there you go. So, well, a free, sure free commercial for Montana yeah. Brewing Brush. Yeah, that's great. And then I went there. Send I went back to. Yeah, I went back the other day, and I got. The, I was going to be the nice guy and then block for can- trick-or-treating. You know, last year we had twenty guys, twenty kit trick-or-treaters, okay. which was a record for me here up in Zerelda Street. And okay. uh, so I get the big box of of uh starburst you know the full 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 ba- uh packages for the kids and uh yeah and and a box of the swedish fish full packs i had three trigger treaters last night <laughs> oh that oh, you did. oh so i got like 70 oh, bucks so worth of candy of, here yeah and uh so you got a lot of candy i'm gonna be eating starburst and swedish fish for the next three years <laughs> well, i'll probably still have them oh, left man. over next year but it's such yeah, a great yeah, that's yeah, a great it's, place it's, to it's, go yeah it is no no it's good Glad yeah. you went in there Congratulations to this week's Lescovar Honda Athletes of the Week, Butte Central Senior Molly Drew and Butte High Senior Trey Hansen. Drew takes home the girls' honor after a great season on the volleyball court for the Maroons. BC coach Becky Hancock said the center consistently ran the central offense all season. She made things happen out there for us by making the ball playable and hittable, Hancock said. Molly was also a force behind the service line with tough serving that often kept us in games. She was a strong overall player who always gave it everything she had. Drew also is a force on the basketball court for the Maroons. Hansen receives the boys' honor after helping lead Butte High to a 42-29 victory over Billing Sr. in the first round of the Class AA football playoffs. The bruising runner carried the ball 29 times for 151 yards and a pair of touchdowns at a frigid Naranchi Stadium. Hansen scored on a six-yard run to open scoring. He later busted into the end zone on a one-yard plunge. Hansen is also a top wrestler for the Bulldogs and a key member of the Butte High and Butte Miners baseball teams. Congratulations, Molly and Trey, and thank you, Lescovar Honda, for honoring the hardworking student-athletes of the Mining City. Hey, Butte America, John Davis here at Lescovar Honda. With winter approaching and hunting season in full swing, now is the time to get into that all-wheel drive you've been dreaming about. We have one of the largest selections of new and pre-owned vehicles in the state, so with clearly marked prices, a non-commissioned sales staff, lifetime of free car washes, and voted number one in all of Butte, the choice is clear. Lescovar Honda, home of the famous 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty. Visiting your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops was already your favorite stop of the day. Now, it is even better. Join the brand new Thriftway Loyalty Club to rack up big discounts, earn free stuff, and receive more TLC with every visit. Download the TLC app and take advantage of great deals on pizza, grab-and-go favorites, fresh brewed coffee, cool fountain drinks, and much, much more at your neighborhood Thriftway Superstops. Loyalty Club members also save five cents per gallon off top-tier conical fuel every single day. Plus, earn points at the pump and in the store. Casa Grande Steakhouse serves steak and so much more. You cannot beat their seasoned, hand-cut Rocky Mountain ground beef. But did you know about their menu filled with made-to-order pastas, chicken sautés, mouth-watering seafood, appetizers, enticing desserts, or their most recent addition, sushi? Thursday nights are sushi nights at Casa Grandes, where you will be welcomed as a part of the family. 
Casa Grandes can also handle all your catering needs with style, class, and a taste that cannot be beat. Visit Casa Grande Steakhouse inside the historic Bertoglio Warehouse at 801 South Utah Avenue in Uptown Butte. Call 406-723-4141 for reservations. Check out their menu at casagrandesteakhouse.com. Casa Grande Steakhouse, eat where the locals eat. Is your house too cold or is it too hot? Either way, Lockmer Sheet Metal is here to help. With more than 40 years of experience in the heating, ventilation, and air conditioning trade, Lockmer Sheet Metal strives to bring you quality service and knowledgeable work to help with your HVAC projects or needs. Lockmer Sheet Metal offers repair services for all forced air, central air systems, installation of new HVAC systems, service contracts for maintenance and service, all residential and commercial applications, fabrication of sheet metal for all types of projects, and ventilation and exhaust systems. Call 406-782-2224 or visit LockmerSheetMetal.com to warm up or cool down with Lockmer Sheet Metal, your local dealer of train heating, cooling, air handling, and ventilation products. For all your home heating and cooling needs, remember Lockmer Sheet Metal. Yeah, and uh, so you, you went to college. Uh, did you have a lot of options for college? You ended up going to what, was it Merriam University? Is that how it is at university first? Yeah. Yeah, it's called Marion University. Um, yeah, you know, it's kind of talking earlier. It's funny how things work. And um, I, I, I took a took a kind of one of the, the better options I had at the time. And so I was playing junior A. So I don't know if you know how juniors work compared to college and all that. I yeah. can give you a little rundown maybe just so if any of your listeners. So like juniors is kind of like the, the Butte uh, Rough Riders or the Butte Irish. And, and yeah. that's usually – from you know 18 to age 21 at the most and then from there you go to college so most college hockey players are starting between the ages of 20 and 21 so we're like these you know old grandpas starting college a lot of the times but, <laughs> you're the uh, non-trads going uh, to regular classes right yeah ex- exactly um so anyways i was playing um junior a down in wichita falls at the time and um i still had another year or so i, I believe of eligibility and um <clears throat> our team was going through a little transition there and I, I got a call out of the blue from um, the, one of the, the coach at the time, Jason Wise was his name at Barry. And, and I could just kind of tell he, he, you know, he wanted me there and I, I jumped at the opportunity. So, you know, it's one of those things you look back at where I could have played some more juniors um, and who knows where he could have went. There's, there's a couple places in looking back at, at my, you know, path that maybe a, a different direction, like maybe staying in Canada longer or maybe playing longer in juniors. You know, you could wonder, think back if that would have changed your path a little bit. But at the same time, you know, it could have made it worse. So, um, so I'm super happy with that decision. I mean, I, uh, I played, uh, you know, so I, I came up to Wisconsin. Um, me and my dad actually drove up from Texas um, to directly to Wisconsin. That's so a drive. It was one of those yep. things where it just like it just like fit and get up there and I remember like sitting on like outside this coffee shop on campus with my dad and being like, What the hell did I get myself into? It's a smaller <laughs> school. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, just at that time some of the hockey guys walked by and you could just tell, like I said, um, you know, they're a little older or they just have that look to them with the hockey flow and um they they took me under their wing and got me in the right direction and 
Um, and yeah, it, it's a it's a small school, so in, co- in college hockey it, it gets a little confusing too. So there's like D1 and D3, and people are like, well, where's D2? What's what does that even all mean? And so it really isn't a D2. There's big D1 schools, um, you know, like the big Wisconsin's and and Minnesotas, and then there's a lot of D3 schools. But a lot of the D3 schools can can beat some of the D1 schools. So the competition is is pretty good. Now, definitely in D1, there's some bigger schools with a lot of the younger, bigger draft picks. But, um, you know, D3 is, is a, especially nowadays, the, the competition, that that uh, um, division is just crazy. And so, um, so, yeah, I ended up playing, you know, four years there and had a, a great career. It was for sure, you know, just the time of my life there. Um, you know, I I played golf there as well. I was able to play college golf there, and oh, really? You know, just dual yeah, sport so, uh, athlete there, huh? Yeah, dual sport athlete. We um, you know, ended up being one of the captains my senior year of both hockey and golf. And our our, our senior year, we had like the best season that our um, college team ever had, and uh, yeah. So you know, left there left there pretty good. I was, I ended up, I think probably my biggest kind of look back accomplishment was, um, you know, I think I was like student athlete of the year there a couple of years in a row, just with all that going on. But, um, and also definitely one of my highlights of, of my, you know, looking back at, at the life here is the college was a great, great time for sure. It was, and all my best friends still, we're still in good touch. Nice. Was that a, is that a huge uh, hockey school? I imagine any school in Wisconsin probably is. Would they pack the place for you know, for games? Yeah, yeah. It was it was decent size. You know, you get a couple a couple thousand people or less. You know, it's not like huge crowds there. Um, but uh, but yeah, they 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 have good support for sure. Yeah, and then you you know go around to. Uh, you know, there's a lot of those schools around here. Like uh, maybe you've heard like St. Norbert's or um, there's a lot of UW um, schools in the area that, that have great followings too and good hockey. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just a pretty cool little atmosphere of hockey. Yeah. Cause those are probably our two of our bigger States is Minnesota and Wisconsin for hockey. You know, of course up Maine, Maine's really big in New England, big too, but yeah. it probably doesn't, that's probably the number one sport for Minnesota and Wisconsin, isn't it? Uh, just for kids yeah, playing. Yeah, for sure. You know, Minnesota is kind of the the you know the the number one for sure. Um, you know, uh, Wisconsin definitely has good high school hockey and just good hockey all around. Um, for and but yeah, I mean, it's growing. I know, like it's kind of crazy. It's like California is becoming one of the best places for hockey, and I think it's just because really? of your numbers. You know, yeah. just like there's so many people down there, um, and uh, you know they can they have good access to facilities. But um, so so yeah, I'd say Minnesota, Wisconsin, and some of the back east um, states for sure are the top top places. Is there do they still play hockey like outside on ponds and all that stuff in the areas? Yeah, yeah, you'll see them. Uh, you'll see them pop up for sure. Yeah. Um, I know, like even locally here in Milwaukee, they're they're getting some, you know, just actual city ran hockey outdoor hockey rinks even, which are yeah. nice. Um, but uh, I mean, in this area, even even myself, like it's all about back backyard rinks. So we'll build a backyard rink in our in our house here. Oh, really? Um, you have a rink in your yard? Just kind of the, 
yeah, you kind of make it look like, uh, you know, it starts out looking like a redneck hot tub, if you will, or you have just <laughs> some plywood um, set up in a box or a rectangle, and you put a big old tarp under under it, and then you fill it with water, and then eventually it freezes, and you got this cool little rink in your backyard. That's awesome. Yeah, we so, could do that so here. I mean, it's we kids. definitely have the weather. Oh, yeah. We could do that. Yeah, just, none of us I ever do it. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a big underground thing, a backyard hockey rink. It's quite the thing these days. That's awesome. Yeah, maybe because yeah. I remember as when I was a kid skating, speed skating. You know, we put our skates on and skated. There's a ring uh, out towards the nine mile off Continental. There used to be uh, a pond. It was just a small, like a beaver dam kind of pond. But we I remember, okay. they, and they drained it since. I think like a dog drowned in it, and then they drained it. You know, this was early eighty, <laughs> early nineteen eighties. But uh, it was the most fun I had skating ever. And I think I probably would have went skating all the time if we skated outside in the, on a pond, you know, you could look yeah. down into the water, you know, of course we did skate outside, yeah. but, uh, I didn't like the, just going around in circles, but, and we had, uh, at one point we had the diggings area there. I remember when I was really young, there was a hockey rink. The diggings is, uh, on Caw Avenue there. It's right across from where the yeah. KOA is. Okay. There was a oh, yeah, there, there was sure. a hockey rink there, and I remember wa- driving. Oh, really? I remember driving our car by there sometimes oh, as yeah. a kid, and there was yeah. kids playing hockey. And I'm not sure when they got rid of that, but it's too bad yeah, we didn't I, have don't we don't have I more played. of that. No, I know it was. I mean, that, I have fond memories of being freezing, playing you know youth hockey out in Butte. Um, you know, they had it out at uh, the Oval there. Yeah, at the high um, altitude. Used to be on. Yeah, so that that was you know quite the experience looking back like, i don't think kids these days know <laughs> for sure yeah but, and that uh, could get no, cold I mean, yeah yeah but what you're saying is like that that's the beauty of of the sport and hockey we call it going out and playing shinny hockey and um you know canada's really good at that but like you know it's just kind of like open ice and letting kids just you know go out there in their shin pads and skates and helmet and gloves and just going to you know work on their hands and skills and shooting pucks and playing with your friends like those are the those are what build the games rather than just you know constant structure practices and and that so yeah that's gonna um, be way more fun than than yeah yeah. being told what to do all the time and just going as i always like just playing you know i love just going playing basketball more than i did basketball practice or basketball games i just like pick up games were the most fun yeah yeah, and, and so I coached out here in Wisconsin. I, I stopped when I had some kids, but I think I coached for a good, like, 10 years almost. And we um, – so I did, like, 15-year-olds. They called it U15 or some high school level around. And um, we were big proponents of, of doing that with the kids, and the kids loved it. So Yeah. Um, it's nice. Fun. It's hard to believe you're old enough to have coached 10 years. And, and I then Because it's That's just – I still remember seeing you being a, as a little kid. Yeah, I don't. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know, and I haven't seen I you know. for so long. I still, still see you as a little like kid. Yeah. You know, to me, you're still 14 <laughs> years old. You know, when I look at when I, I picture I, you in my I mind. Still, oh, sure. Oh, I know. I, I still feel like that in my head sometimes. But getting out of bed every day definitely, you know, brings you back to reality. Yeah. And how old are you now? I'm 37. Yeah, your dad didn't know that, by yeah. the way. Oh well, <laughs> he had to. Do, he was trying there. to do the math. The big number to count. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got he's got brooms on his mind though. When I was talking to him. So. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say he's he's got the brooms. Down, yeah, he he know every dimension of the brooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so what did you study so, at uh, at Marion University? Uh yeah, so I studied. You know, I was I was went into business just because that's that was our 
our family life there, love business. Um, but then got into some like finance and investment classes and just kind of found a passion for that as well. So I, I did, uh, like a double in uh, economics and finance and did some IT stuff as well. So, um, yeah, and that's led me to where I'm at now. I'm in, in finance as well. Now I, I have a financial planning practice here in Milwaukee with some partners. And, nice. Um, you know, enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Is, and, uh, is in college, is that where you ended up, uh, meeting your wife or was that afterwards? I, no, I actually met my wife here locally in Milwaukee. So, um, yeah, kind of just through the uh, hockey, you know, she knew some friends of mine that were hockey guys and, and we met through there. And so, um, so yeah, she's a, a local Wisconsin here. And was she, was she a hockey yeah, player yeah. too, or is she just into hockey? No, no, she, she's actually a cross country, cross country runner. She ran oh, in really? um, Kansas for a little while. So yeah, so she's way better athlete than me. She lets me know all the time. Well, that's good. Especially if but, we when for the kid's sake, right? I mean, you're a good athlete yeah, and you're, oh, if your wife's even better athlete, that, that's, that bodes well for the DNA cocktail they have. I mean, well, well, I hope so. Right? I know. I know. I'm at that point. I got a three and two year old, so they're super little still. And, oh, really? Um, Try, try not to so you have the Irish right twins now. then? Is that is that the case? Uh, almost. We were a couple months away. I think like <laughs> months apart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but uh, that keeps but, yeah, you busy. You, you know, you wanna. Yeah, yeah. We're we're definitely busy, but but it's it's fun time. And yeah. Yours are in college now, or my, yeah, my oldest is in college, and I got a soft. My boy's a sophomore in high school, and then my youngest daughter's uh, in eighth grade. So oh, nice. it goes fast. You know, they'll tell you. People yeah. told me it goes fast. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How fast could it? But it it did. I mean, it went. Uh, it does. I can't. I, of course, time just flies. And as Bob Green says, you know, like football season's like a roll of toilet paper. The closer to get to the end, the faster it goes. But that's kind of how, <laughs> how life picks. It just keeps getting. You know, when you're when we're kids, it's uh, a year seems like an eternity. Forever. You know, uh, yeah. and of course now it's just a year is, is over in the blink of an eye and, and, and pretty soon 20 years has gone by. And that's why I can't believe my daughter's, my oldest daughter's 20. And it just seems that's like crazy. yesterday I was holding I her as in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm feeling that too. Everyone says that it goes fast. So, yeah. So just enjoy um, it. But it's good to hear. It makes, yeah, that, that is true. That's something we really try to try to do with the little kids is just enjoy it. You know, you know, yeah. hear and, and see and feel it, it goes fast. Yeah. These are funny. Just, yeah. And it just, of course, know. it's still always good. It just changes. There's obviously difficult times when their teenagers have problems, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's still, it's still a great thing, you know, even though my daughter's 20, it's still awesome to have her, you know, so, you know, it's not like I look no. back like I don't have her anymore, you know, so there's, there's no, just, there's just so much still to look forward to, you know, for forever, sure. really. No, that's good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Butte America, Jeremiah Shields here at Lescovar Honda. We got some winter specials designed to keep your vehicle clean and looking sharp. If you're in need of a new windshield, let us take care of you and we will take $60 off of your next full detail. Short on funds? No worries. We've got flexible financing terms for just about everybody. Also, we are offering free windshield chip repair and headlight restoration with the purchase of a full detail. Remember, we offer pickup and delivery service as well at no cost. Because here at Lescavar Honda, we got you. This message is brought to you by Anode Designs here in Anaconda. Hi, this is Blake, sports broadcasting legend and Golden Tee Golf semi-professional. During my time as a world-renowned sports broadcaster, covering all 12,348 Montana schools over my 21 years on the job, I've seen and heard it all. 
but nothing compares to the ButteCast. Don't take it from me, take it from a formerly employed disc jockey turned shrewd corporate shill tell you all about it. Hi, Paul Panisco here. Over my time in broadcasting, Blake is easily in the top 120 broadcasters I've ever heard call a high school volleyball match before. And forget about being the best voice ever in Anaconda High School streaming service history. He's also his family's all-you-can-eat buffet eating champion. Ha <laughs> ha! Embellishment is the word of the day, kids. And there's nobody who embellishes facts and figures quite like our boy Billy here on the Buttecast. Mr. Foley is doing a fine job letting all of us outsiders learn about the trials and tribulations of the second or third greatest city here in Montana. Our baby brother Butte. And because he's doing such a fine job, let us tell you of another who does fine work in your fair city. John and company at 5518 and Dig City in Uptown Butte. They can customize any wearable garments you can imagine, except the thongs and unmentionables Billy wears. That's all us here at Anno Designs. If your company is needing embroidery in a jiffy, call on us here at Anno Designs. We know you can't get it in a week anywhere else, but we can. And all jokes aside, cue your Bears and Red Sox takes. That's no embellishment. Yeah, and do you have a boy, two boys, or? I got uh, an, an older boy, the three-year-old boy, and um, uh, yeah, uh, a girl, so one of each. Yeah, are they are they uh, fitted for their skates just yet? Hell, you know, I just I just got them refitted last week. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, my wife, I come home with some new skates and a new hockey bag and it's like, you know, they're two and three, right? Like, I, well, just in case they want, you know, yeah. we bring up this winter and got to have the equipment to do it. So, uh, but like, like I said, it's a, it's a balance I'm trying to do even at this age. You don't want to push them too much, but, but, uh, yeah. you know, pass along some of your passions at the same time, but you know, there'll be a point for that. So yeah. I'm, I'm not well, and growing up in Wisconsin, they're going to like the sport anyway, just because you almost yeah, have well, to, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, it's, uh, you know, it's winter here a lot, a lot of time. We got snow right now. I know you guys just did recently too, but yeah. yeah so there's a lot of winter and winter sports bode well for that. But yeah. My son loves skiing actually right now. So that's fine with me too. That's sure. three year old. Really? About that. Is there a lot of ski resorts yeah. in Wisconsin? Well, well, not really. I mean, yeah. there, there's some ski hills they, they call them, but, uh, not like, uh, you know, we good have for probably, the kids yeah. to learn. Nah, yeah. no, there's no mountains really here. So, um, but you can't you can ski it's not it's not uh, the you know out west mountains but but you can find places to yeah. ski for sure so. hey, and you're not right. far from the lake there either too well, milwaukee's no. right on the lake isn't it yeah yeah it's right on lake michigan um yeah so you know summertime milwaukee's fantastic it's definitely a hidden gem city with with the lake right there and the beaches literally look like you're on an ocean um you know a lot going on with uh you know, a bunch of festivals music festivals and and stuff like that that um, you know a good time yeah do you get to go to the bucks games at all yeah for sure we, uh you know here and there you know they've been just you know awesome to watch obviously the last couple of years with Giannis, and um and they built a brand new stadium so it's really cool to go see that too so yeah that's that's been a highlight in milwaukee here yeah my brother don is uh he was the only bucks fan that i knew for until recently now all these kids got Giannis jerseys and stuff but, yeah but Don, he was a Bucks fan going back until probably late seventies or so. Yeah, it was my little brother was still in a high chair because I I said I was a a Denver Nuggets fan, and I was a Nuggets fan until I saw Boston play a game and I saw that 
Leprechaun, and I said, no, that's my team. Of course, it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt that Boston was always, you know, winning too. But uh, so he, Donnie looked in the paper and saw that the Bucks were playing, the, the Nuggets were playing the Bucks that night. So he decided he was a Bucks fan, and we bet fifty cents that's in the funny. game. And I remember him putting the fifty cent piece that I won from him on my little brother's high chair uh, tray, and he it, it killed him to part with it. So, but he's been that, a Bucks fan that, well, ever since. Still remember that? That's great. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I don't know anybody else who was a Bucks fan from back in the day because you know he was a Sidney Moncrief guy. You know, I was Larry Bird. He had oh, Sidney oh, Moncrief. Yeah. Sydney. Yeah. Okay. That goes back a yeah, little ways. Uh, I know they were. They, they had some good times. I think in the eighties, the Bucks. I, I yeah, they were always exactly, pretty good. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but but yeah, they've, they've had a definitely good comeback here. Yeah, and they're fun to watch. Giannis is something. That video of him after they oh, won man. it, going through the, was it uh, fast? I can't remember what fast food restaurant he went through. There was a video of him going through, oh. buying all kinds of food. Yeah, yeah. It was just like cool. Culver's or something. I forget. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. I think he. No, he's, yeah, he's he was really celebrating. Yeah. yeah. So. And uh, so, now, how yeah. did? Uh, of course, and you're in Wisconsin. You're, you had to become a Packers fan. Are they still happy that they got rid of Aaron Rodgers, or they uh, have they they wish they had him back now? You know, I I think it's a little split. I mean, yeah, you know, being a, a big sports guy, I love, love all sports, but I, I don't get into too crazy watching every little single thing. Yeah. Um, but just talking around, I think I think he had his time here, and the, the general consensus, you know, people people like him, but are happy to see something new come in but you know i personally liked him i thought he was cool i like watching him i, I think um, he might be the good, greatest good. quarterback i've ever watched oh for sure yeah i thought um you know if, uh, if belichick had him if belichick had him they would have won 14 titles <laughs> <laughs> instead of instead of the that's six of brady one well i mean that's that's something you know diehard Packer fans always say is you know you have this franchise person quarterback but they never really align them with anybody around them too much yeah so um or you know a defense or whatever so but but i can't talk too well on that never, <laughs> well i don't feel you know, sorry for him because uh they had back-to-back hall of fame quarterbacks going spanning about 30 years and uh, the, yeah. the bears haven't had even sure. a decent quarterback <laughs> over that time I know, right? between Favre and when i was so happy Favre was leaving i thought okay finally my nightmare's over and then it got worse because they replaced him with the guy who was better so i said <laughs> if jordan if, if jordan love was going to be a hall of famer i was going to uh i was going to have to give up football uh all but it turns out he doesn't look like he's going to be a hall of famer no, not not so much right now. But you never know. You never know. We can't can't count out the Packers yet. So. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It's still early. You know, it's still early. You can't yeah. write them off just yet. That's for sure. But, so do you? Uh, do you, who's your NHL team since you followed hockey so long? Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm a fan of. You know, it's good to see Chicago. Like Chicago's the closest team here, and you know, it's good to see see them you know just through the years able to catch some games and they actually do some pretty cool home and away games now they call them or home and home however you want to think yeah. call it, actually where they basically bring the whole you know crew from chicago um up into milwaukee here um and play a home game basically oh really and so they, they just did that last year that was really cool to see i think that'll, that'll grow the, the sport around here um you know but milwaukee has a triple a team too a triple a hockey team which is fantastic the milwaukee admirals um, so they have a great following. Um, and so, you know, I'm partial to Nashville too. I like Nashville. I was probably the closest team I was, you know, to, to playing or, 
geez, I know it's a longer answer than you wanted. I don't just have one team, but yeah, um, you know, growing up in Butte, you have you have uh, all the Colorado games, so like you know, I'm kind of partial to Colorado still. Um, and then Calgary, I like Calgary as well. A lot of my good friends are from Calgary, and, and technically Calgary is the closest team to Butte. So um, yeah, we're it's closer than Seattle, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, not Seattle for me. No, not yeah. Seattle. I don't like the name they pick for the team. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's going to come down to that crack, and it's just I, it the just doesn't do it for yeah. me. <laughs> Definitely a little different route they went there, but yeah, but no, I, I, it's just a it's just a fun game to watch these days. So, like I was saying earlier, a lot of a lot of good skill, a lot of young kids in there. Um, pretty fun. How how about uh, is Wisconsin? Are they Blackhawk fans, or is they pretty divided? Yeah, for the, I'd say for the most part, uh, yeah. you know, a good amount of them are, and and then then spread out around whoever, you know, very yeah. similar to kind of how I explained it. People have their connections from their past life and it's spread out amongst them. So. Yeah. It's funny how they, but, they uh, hate the football team from Chicago, but they'll cheer for the, the hockey team. I always yeah, tease my buddy yeah. Dave. He's a huge Yankees fan, but he's a Celtics fan. I'm like, well, you hate Boston Red Sox so bad. If you hate something from Boston that much, how could you like something from Boston so much? <laughs> it's just, it just seems kind of silly, you know, cause I don't, uh, you know, I'm a ba- of course we're split, you know, Montana, we're free agents. So I'm a bears in football and then Boston for the other yeah. sports, but I don't, I don't hate anything in Chicago or Boston. So, you know, I'm always, okay. I'm, I, I, I like to see the Blackhawks do well just because I hear Waddle and Sylvie all the time yeah. on ESPN radio talking about Connor, okay. Connor, yeah. uh, Bedard, yeah, Connor, you know, and he Bedard. looks like he's yeah, just he's... phenomenal. And I've checked out some highlights, but, uh, of his yeah. goals. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, they just say, you know, for such a young kid, and no one's really kind of come up like him. You know, really, since Gretzky with the potential, which is a lot to put on a kid. I think. Yeah, but, talk about I mean, pressure. He like, yeah, like the way he shoots the puck is just like something we haven't seen before, and he's starting to kind of show that in NHL now, which is cool to see. But um, so yeah, I'm excited for him. I hope he does well. Yeah. Did you ever get in handball? I did actually. Did yeah, you? Um, yeah, because so your dad isn't. You know, I mean, after, I don't know if people realize how good of a handball player your dad is. He's, he I was know, never the best player yeah. in the state, but he was always among the best players. Yeah, you know? for sure. He's and he's still going. The guy. Yeah, he's still going strong. It's amazing. Um, yeah. So I mean, just growing up playing with him, and and then after I was done playing hockey and kind of before getting married and kids, I did get into it a little bit because there is a good following of handball in Wisconsin and Milwaukee specifically here. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, and so, you know, got playing with them and man, that sport is harder on your body and just tougher in general than any, you know, hockey or whatever sport I ever played in the past. So, um, you know, it's a lot of fun. I, I haven't been playing as much just with kids and all that, but, uh, uh, I hope to get back going again. Yeah. Hockey or, or handball is one of those sports where you don't see the old guys. I remember talking to Rick Lyons cause he was a good handball player as a young guy. He, of course, Rick Lyons oh, yeah. was good at everything. You know, he's the best golfer we have. He's good at everything sure. he probably could have been a state champion in handball or at least been one of the guys and he said he walked he looked around at all the old handball players walking <laughs> none of them you know they all had limps or sore backs or bad shoulders he's like no nah, that's just not for me and your dad's yeah, actually it's... an amazing that he plays so long well and your dad's different than a lot of the hand he's like my brother my brother and your dad have really good matches together because they're both the guys oh, yeah. who who get everything they run down everything you can't yep. hit a pass shot on them you know, he, your, your dad gets to every ball and just wears people out. 
And it's amazing that yep. he's played that style for so long and he, he walks around like a healthy guy. I mean, looks, looks, I mean, he probably has aches and pains like most of us, you know, once you get to over north, north of yeah. 50, but he's, uh, yeah, he seems like, uh, he, you'd never guess. I mean, he's in his sixties now. And, yeah. Yeah. And, he's, and, he, and he, yeah, he, 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 he plays like he's in his twenties, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's tough to keep up with. I give him credit for that all the time or, or, you know, he's goes from the golf course to the handball court to the, to the river pretty much all in one day. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm tired. I need to take a nap. Dad. Like, and one of those but, things uh, is enough. Uh, yeah, exactly. But he, he can go hard and, um, but yeah, he's, you know, great left hand. I always, you know, wish I could have such a, a good left hand in, in handball, which is so tough to do. Yeah. Um, you know, for those listening, trying to hit a handball with your dominant hands, you know, seems normal, but trying to do that same shot with your left hand with the, you know, a little small ball coming at you is a hard thing to do. It's not one of the hardest. Yeah. I, I always look ridiculous. You look like someone who's never thrown a ball before trying to throw yeah, a ball, you know, exactly. And exactly. that's what, that's yeah, what it feels like. It'll humble you quick. Yeah. <laughs> it sure does. I was so, of course I wasn't good. I didn't have good. I have bad eyes. I, you know, I don't have any depth yeah. perception. So you, you, you don't play or no, do I don't play, play anymore. Do I tried to play. Okay. But I was playing one time and I, uh, Pat Ryan got me in where they're playing and Tom Morris is up above at the Elks, you know, on the old courts at the Elks watching. And he yeah. could he couldn't take it anymore. Right in the middle of a rally, all of a sudden the door opens up and Tom's like, Jesus Christ, here, stand like this, <laughs> move the he's got me. <laughs> so it's your, you know, and it, it was the first time I played, but still Tom was like, he couldn't take it. He's like, Man, you are just yeah, ridiculously I, I bad. <laughs> Do this. <laughs> gotta help you out here. Yeah. So show, shows you how how good my uh, my handball skills were. I wasn't good like my dad was always pretty good and my and my brother's really good. But uh I was I was not very good, so I, and but I did, I did get the right. other I things. I mean, me too. That one thing I have in common with a lot of handball players is I, I got a lot of injuries. You know, my head to sore shoulder, the sore backs, and everything. So, oh, yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's tough with that with those injuries. But it's a great sport, and the, the tournaments were the best for the. I love going to the tournaments. Of course, I was two and out most of oh, the time. Man. But we we had <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, that's something growing up with, with my dad going to or some of the best memories as a kid ripping around the you know handball courts with with uh you know like the cole sailors of the world and, yeah. and guys like that with with you know as a kid it's so fun were you about the same age as cole uh they, he was a year older than me okay so like yeah like we played baseball together guys like that um so yeah they yeah, one year older. Yeah, did you play? Did you go up uh, going to the Elks like I did? I, used, you know, my dad was playing. When I was a little kid. We'd go shoot baskets and play around. And uh, I got knocked out by the punching bag one time because we get the punching bag swinging as much as we could. Oh, and shoot. I was seeing yeah, I stars that. and it hit me in the head. But uh, <laughs> I, I was probably six or seven then. But did you do that? Did you grow up playing at the Elks like oh, that? Oh, the Elks, oh for sure. Yeah, one of the most unique places to run around as a kid for sure. Yeah, my dad wouldn't yep. let me watch rated R movies, but we could go to the Elks and listen to all the guys swear. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Just one big men's locker room, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and all the way up to the Stag Bar, and of course the Stag Bar is yeah, still there. Right. It's not really utilized like it used to be. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that place is, you know, something right out of a history book. Yeah. So, so when you coming back to Butte well, next time? You have any any plans? Um, probably, I don't know if we'll get back there this, this winter. So probably, you know, shooting in the summer sometimes, just a little easier travel in the, yeah. in the summertime, but 
Um, it's a better yeah, time to well, be here too. Yourself? <laughs> yeah, no, well, yeah. I'd love to get out there skiing or something, but it's, yeah. yeah, we're still in a little tough with little kids. But um, no. you ever come out out this way, Midwest you, at all? You no, know, I have. I when I was moved out to Boston in summer '98, uh, we drove out through. Up, up, we went up in '94, went through North Dakota and through Minneapolis, and down okay. into Chicago. But that's just driving through is the only time I've ever been through there. I'd really like to go out and spend some time out there in in uh, Wisconsin. Of course, I did. Uh, I do. Uh, I know a little bit about the area from looking at the Google Maps and reading books and uh, watching the, uh, the stories about the Stephen Avery case. You know, because oh, sure. uh, you know, because yeah. m- yeah. I watch Making a Murder. You know, and I'm one of those conspiracy theorists yeah. now about Making a Murder. I have all my <laughs> theories. You know, you know, and it yeah. was it was probably just as simple as the guy acting alone. You know, <laughs> but uh, still, I have oh, all my I theories. Know. But yeah, but, yeah uh, they, that blew up. Did you watch any of that For stuff? Sure. I did. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, it was a handful of years back now that came came up, but, uh, but yeah, that was Manitowoc. So that's about um, you know hour and a half north of of here. Is that what it, it's area. pretty close to Green Bay, yeah. I believe. Yep, yep, yep. It's kind of between Green Bay and Milwaukee. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I got to get up there one of these days. Lately, but yeah. It, yeah, it looks beautiful should, up there. Yeah. yeah, I just I want to get up there in the UP, and one of these days I'm gonna yeah. retire, get myself a nice little camper, uh, like a camper van. Just travel drive all around yeah. the United States, see all the places I haven't seen yet, and that is definitely nice. one of them that I want to go check out. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, well, good. Maybe, maybe catch a Brewers game. Catch a Brewers game. Get to you know see the Bears lose the Packers. You know <laughs> Lambeau, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I'd probably get arrested if I went to Lambeau. It's probably <laughs> <laughs> I'd be that guy. You know. Yeah. But so uh yeah it's best uh-huh. i'd probably stay away from that uh, house of horrors for me right. but uh <laughs> soldier soldier field or wherever they'll probably won't be at soldier field by the time i get to do that so, yeah moving that's what i heard yeah, yeah. but uh, I, i'm, a, I'm yeah. an advocate now of just dissolving the franchise completely instead of relocating <laughs> you know just uh, getting rid of them just, just giving somebody else everybody. a team yeah, yeah just to save us the embarrassment <laughs> and the heartache and the and so i could quit being Jeez, charlie so. brown trying to kick that ball you know Oh man, yeah, thirty-five years. You said well, that's that's that is a tough go. I love the dedication, though. It's <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's been a, it's been a tough time. A lot of uh, a lot of yelling, a lot of scaring the kids, a lot of scaring the dogs. But uh, I'm getting better at that now. I haven't been really yelling the last couple of years because well, when they're that bad, you don't. You, when you go and expecting to lose, you don't get too excited. Yeah, so. expectations are uh, low. <laughs> low expectations are the key to life. There, yeah. <laughs> but, that's true. That's funny. Well, well, Ryan, I appreciate your time. Uh, I'm glad I had a chance yeah, to catch up with you. you a little bit. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really do appreciate it. So yeah, yeah I'm glad I ran into your dad last week. Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Because I've been talking about having you. My brother's told me I had to have you on. He's been telling me for months, and I've been meaning to get a hold of your dad, get your number, and then I oh. finally got it from him when I saw him. So, so I, know, this was, was a lot of fun. It was an honor, and I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And uh, on the podcast and everything. Thank you, and and yeah, good luck with everything at the, uh, over there. And I, I, I can't wait to see those kids uh, when you get back to town. Yeah, we'll we'll do. Hopefully, see you when we're back in beer. So great talking to you. Yeah, you thanks, too. Thanks, thanks buddy.